Welcome to Jedi Journal. As you probably know, meditation plays a central role in the life of a Jedi. In the fiction, Jedi were seen doing meditation that focused on quieting the mind to access the Force. But in the real world, meditation comes in all kinds of forms. Today, I want to talk about a meditation that gets a little bit of airtime in Rogue One, chanting. We see this form of meditation when the blind monk is seen repeating the phrase, I am one with the Force, the Force is with me. It's a powerful phrase that gives this monk the courage to move through a battlefield and into position to accomplish his mission. But his chant can be used in a variety of ways. Jedi in the community have used it to focus their connection on the Force around them and for the purpose of contemplation, which we all imagine the monk has done several times over during his life. Chanting as a meditative tool isn't limited to a singular phrase such as "Om," nor do they have to be specific to a religious tradition. Wicca, for example, uses a variety of chants that focuses the mind of participants in a circle to bring about certain energies to their ceremony. But more than this, it can be used on a personal level. You can craft a chant with a purpose behind it. So when crafting or finding a chant that you want to focus on, you should first have a reason for the chant. Do you want to discover something about the universe? Or maybe it's a goal that you have for yourself, like growing to love yourself. Maybe you want to meditate on the mysteries of the Virgin Mary. Whatever it is, the chant should have meaning behind them before you engage in using this chant. If you're using a chant in Gregorian, Latin, or another language, you really need to make sure that you know the translation of the chant before you take it on. While it is true that once you have learned to harmonize with a chant, it can help you achieve a trance-like state, which can give you its own benefit, you can achieve this with any mumbo-jumbo sound. So you could say pity whack in a very serious method, and this will eventually help you achieve a trance-like state. So really, if you don't know what you're saying, you're not getting the full range of benefit from it. Without understanding that chanting, you're missing out on its significance. There are some very simple rules for creating your own chant. So, number one, if it's something that you want to change or manifest in yourself, Use I or me statements. You need to own this chant. It can't be something that's easily detached from you. Like, for example, instead of saying the force is strength, a stronger chant would have the force gives me strength or simply I am strong, I am powerful, and I am incredible. These are phrases you can own. Whereas the last one, you can't. It's easy to just say, oh, well, the force is strong. Doesn't mean I am strong. So number two, how you craft your chant should be informed by your religious beliefs and understandings of how things work within the force. For example, if you believe that the force is sentient, then the force gives me strength may prove useful. But if you believe that the force is not sentient, but rather a tool, you might opt for, 
I find my strength in the force. It's subtle, but the meaning changes significantly and it gives you a better way of attaching yourself to the chant. In one of them, to give you an idea of how it works, something is standing behind you. But in the other one, you are at the center, finding your own way forward and reminding yourself that you can always find strength when you have nothing else. Because, hey, you're awesome. This also works if you do or do not believe in specific deities. So one might switch out the phrase, the force, with God or the goddess. But someone who doesn't necessarily believe in deities may only find that using the force is useful. Hey, and if maybe you're into archetypes and you see them as nothing more than metaphors, that might prove useful too, because it's the idea that you attach to these things that gives them power or takes them away. Keep it short. So this is number three. Keep it short and memorable. Make sure that the chant you are creating or using is something you can memorize or at the very least practice until your words don't become choppy as you're trying to work through them in your chant. Stumbling over words or spreading them out while you're trying to remember what it is that you're saying is its own distraction and that takes away from manifesting the results you're hoping for. So each of these are a good place to start when forming a chant. The next thing you need to consider is what time of day you're going to engage in the chant. I recommend to students that they take two weeks to figure out which time of day works best for their chanting regime. For the first week, run the same chant in the morning and record your results after the chant and what observations you have of yourself by the end of the day. In the second week, repeat the experiment but do it in the evening and write your secondary thoughts at about lunchtime the next day. At the end of the experiment, look at what your results are and see if there's anything different between the two. If you find that morning chants have more impact on your overall goals than evening chants, then make it a point that anytime you engage in a chant, you use the morning to meditate with them and vice versa. Now, you might also find if you continue doing these experiments, that some chants work better at night while other chants work better in the morning. It's all about getting to know yourself. Thank you for joining me. I hope you were able to gain some insight into how you can make chanting meditations work for you and that you are awakening the night within.